You're listening to the Bitching and Bolusing Podcast with Courtney and Brittany. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Bitching and Bolusing Podcast. I'm Brittany. And I'm Courtney. And welcome to our next episode. I'm a little nervous about this. Brit. You are like I'm not gonna lie. Anxiously <laughs> excited about this episode. <laughs> yes, I am. And uh, you know, it's one of those things where I think this is a really great topic and it's gonna create some really great discussions. And just like a lot of our other topics, we are definitely gonna ruffle some yeah. feathers and we're gonna we're going to end up making some people angry. <laughs> um, but again, I want to preface it all with that is not our intention to anger or offend anybody. But I think that we love to just touch on things that really need to be discussed. And today's main topic is going to be focused on pseudoscience and predatory behaviors mm. of pseudo- pseudoscience in the medical community. So this is a tricky one, guys. <laughs> I think it's tricky because we we touch on a couple things, right? We're going to touch on like the bigger pseudoscience uh, issue yeah. around there, the things that people like swear by and, and, and are yes. spending a shit ton of money on, right? And then there is also kind of yeah. like the trickle down where like the MLM people, you know, and and there is a very large predatory factor for people who are doing MLM towards people who have disabled kids. But at the same time, there are a lot of people who have disabled kids who are kind of doing MLM businesses to keep their household afloat. So survive. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of, you know, this is where we don't want to necessarily offend, but we also do want to bring awareness to the fact that it is a really big issue right now. I think Courtney and I probably both have lived experiences, but it is a huge issue where parents are preyed upon. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is that we are in such a vulnerable state as parents. Whether you have a disabled kid or not, you just want yeah. the best for your child. Right now you throw in disability, medical complexity, and you're even more desperate to give your kid the best quality of anything that you can. And there's so many things that come at parents because, you know, we are not as parents immune to ableism. We're not. Like, we all, to some extent, have ableism within us. And, you know, we have these big companies or these small companies and, and they come at us and they, you know, essentially sell us. A cure or almost a cure for our kids' disabilities or medical complexities. And whether parents want to admit it or not, like at some point, we have all been like, oh, (laughs) oh yeah, we can cure this. (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. I want to start this conversation with uh, a recent experience that I have. So let's start with the idea of pseudoscience treatments um, that are more on like a bigger medical pharmaceutical scale. Um, particularly, there's something new out there called neurocytonics. And this is a treatment that has come about for, uh, well, it's a little tricky because neurocytonics is a radiofrequency MRI-esque machine mm-hmm. that has been said to cure many things and i i mean many things <laughs> it ha- it started where it it cured 
cartilage and joints, and then it went on to cure cancer. And by the way, just so you know, it has no proof of curing either of those things, but this is what the machine is said to have done. And now it's being um, marketed and repurposed for treating essentially brain injuries. Mm-hmm. This is why it stands out uh, for Brittany and I uh, in our community because obviously our kids have brain injuries. And neurosatonics is uh, something that I I have been interested in. Not going to lie. <laughs> this is why it's so fresh in my mind. I even did the consultation with the company that runs the program and it's located in Monterey, uh, Mexico. And I spoke to the doctors and I, you know, did a Q&A to get more information because this machine is saying, well, not the machine is saying, but the company that has this machine is saying that they can regrow brain matter. Mm. And they're providing a lot of quote unquote scientific proof, right? Imaging and all, all these different things that this machine that uses mostly radio frequencies and it's a targeted radio frequency treatment one hour a day for 28 days straight and apparently over time it it will regrow brain matter Um, and obviously if you have a brain injury and you're regrowing brain matter you're creating new neural pathways like it's it's not really marketed as a cure I want to highlight that but it is marketed more to improve the life of uh, people with brain injuries. And that's super fucking exciting if it's true, right? Mm-hmm. Like think it, think about all the things about the discomfort, the the complications medically with brain injuries. If you could in some way ease that for your child mm-hmm. or a loved one, because this is not this machine um, and this program is for anybody. It's not specific to an age. If you could do that, of course, if it worked, who wouldn't want to do that, mm-hmm. right? But I have to tell you, it is a staggering cost. Yeah, it is fifty thousand dollars per. 28-day treatment, and when you speak to the representatives of the company, there's, there isn't a specific number of treatments that they recommend because they, they say that every person is different. <laughs> so, so you might need one. You might need four. Or ten. <laughs> you might need like, yeah, yeah like there's really, and, and to be fair, because uh, I really do want to be fair and I don't want to be completely biased, is it's also new. There's not a lot of science. So I get that the company is also, at least what they're saying is that they're still trying to figure out what those parameters are. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still doing a lot of, of testing. Um, they have, uh, been approved by like the equivalent of the FDA of Mexico Mm -hmm. and they said that they're also now working to get the FDA in, in the United States to approve it. So there's this big push and there's this big sort of, the only way I can say it is honestly, like I did this call and it's like they're selling it. Yeah. They're selling it as this is working. We promise it's working. We're trying to get everybody else on board. It's a business. Now, 
Yes. Mm. So, and and I got to tell you, it felt like a sales call when mm. I did this Q and A. Like mm. it was, it really put me on edge, and and I'm super excited about about this particular um, device because, and this is where uh, it gets interesting, right? Because so far, what I've told you is a little bit of background and a little bit of sketch, right? But I know families that have done this treatment, yeah, and they report the most amazing results and this is these are people that I trust Mm -hmm. and when I say that is like these are families that I have known since the beginning of my journey that I communicate with and I I genuinely do trust their judgment but there's something that doesn't sit well with me Mm -hmm. (laughs) about the whole thing and then I have the flip side of like uh, but if you're seeing results and families are reporting results, how much of the science do you care about? Does that make sense? Like, like you're almost like, uh, mm, it's like a push and pull where it's like, this doesn't sound right. This doesn't feel right. But then families are saying this. And here's where the additional layer comes on, Britt, right? Because. Mm-hmm. When you're at that age, right, because I'm talking about kids, children right Mm -hmm. now. When you're at that age, you go through bursts of development. Yeah. That's just what happens. Brain injury or not, disabled or not, you're going to go through bursts of development. And I always wonder is without that treatment, would that child have achieved what they achieved anyway, just from growth, development, growing and, and all these things? So here I am just stuck in the middle of like, what is this? Is this some BS that somebody be selling for $50,000? Or is this something that is on the horizon? And this is the problem with pseudoscience in the medical field. Yeah. It is so complex. It's so complex. It's so fucking unregulated. And that's what's really terrifying to me. Yeah. I'm going to get... A lot of people not liking me for saying this, but I think there is also something to be said that this is a lot of time and this is a lot of money invested. A lot of money. And if I'm putting that much time and that much money into something, I'm going to start seeing shit that may not actually be happening. You know? Yes. I mean, it's a lot of fucking money. I I don't want to like downplay and say that these kids aren't doing anything or doing, you know, it's so tough because it's not my kid. So I don't want to say that. But I will say that, like, I mean, God, even, like, intensives. Cyrus does great with intensives. But there are times when, like, he'll come out of an intensive and he'll, you know, do something that he wasn't doing before. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And it, like, fizzles out after a few weeks, you know? And it's like, well, yeah, he just spent the last three weeks, you know, doing this on repetition. Doing it so, yeah, just nonstop. You know, but then there's like that, there's that feeling inside of me that's like, he's gonna do all of this shit because we just spent (laughs) so much money and we've been here for three weeks and we've been driving back and and like, it's so much invested and it's so much on our kids too, that we don't, we don't want to put our kids through all of this for nothing. And so that's why I think it's this really delicate, like, balancing act of, of, are these parents actually seeing these outcomes or are they wanting to see these outcomes? And and I don't want to be the bad guy saying, you know, one way or the other. That's but the I don't thing, know. though. You cannot ignore the fact that you have parents that want the best for their children. And as much as we try 
to regulate our expectations, people have to understand there is an element of almost brain trickery going mm-hmm. on here, you mm-hmm. know, because you are desperate, right? Like, if yeah, I would love to make Lino's life just less painful. Mm-hmm. Cerebral palsy, spasticity, all these things are uncomfortable and painful. Do I want to take mm-hmm. away his disability? No, but I don't want him to be suffering all the time. Right. And anytime I can ease that suffering for him, I am desperate to do that. I am yes. desperate to do that. And when you're partaking in these experimental treatments, you have to factor that in. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to factor in what is almost like that placebo effect, you know? Mm. What are you creating as a result when it may not actually be a direct result of the treatment? And you're right. I don't want to say that because that's going to hurt a lot of people's feelings, (laughs) but it's true. Yeah. Parents, I love you. Guys, you're you're doing an amazing job, but you got to think about this. Like, you got to think about what are you projecting onto the results? rather than what are the actual results. And it's also tricky, right? Because I, when I think about this particular, like the neurocytonics or a lot of these new treatments, I also think about how stem cells went through the same uh, thing, right? Yeah, but, but oh wait, but no, they, but I, I, I have issues well, with we're this. Well, t- we're going to touch I on know, stem cells. I know, I have an issue with the stem cells. But stem cells did go through a whole phase of like, this is pseudoscience, what does it actually do? And there are benefits to stem cells. Yes, you, I know what you're yeah. going to say, and I can't wait to hear it, but there are also <laughs> issues with stem cells because, yeah. it, again, it is not a miracle cure, right? There right. is nothing out there that is going to fix a brain injury. There's nothing out there that's going to completely, like, there's no miracles, people. No. And I want to I wanna preface the stem cell thing. I have a love-hate relationship with stem cells, okay? <laughs> I, I do. Hear me out. So... There are legit stem cell treatments, right? Like, very legit. Yep. Like, they they do stem cell treatments in hospitals. Um, I'm prefacing this by saying my mom had cancer. She had multiple myeloma. She still does. It's it's just in remission. But she had multiple myeloma. She was given, I think, about, like, two to three years um, diagnosis. And she went through, like, so much chemo and all this. And then they were like, you know what? We're going to attempt a stem cell transplant for you. And she went to the hospital. Um, thankfully, a local hospital does it. And it was wild. It was wild. She had, I think it was a week of like just intense chemotherapy before her transplant. They took out the stem cells. They did all they had to do. And then they put the stem cells back in. She was in the hospital for, oh gosh, July, August, until September. So like July to September, she was in the hospital. She was essentially in like lockdown quarantine. We could only visit for like a half hour to 45 minutes a day. We had to wear masks. We had to like just, I mean, you know, like, you know, when you go into the NICU and you have to like scrub in and all, it was the same exact thing because she had no immunity whatsoever. They, They completely depleted her immunity. It wasn't, she was so sick from it. I mean, this was hell for her, literal hell for her. But she came out of it, you know, and she uh, maybe six months later was in full remission, which is wild. 
she would not have been in full remission if she had not had this stem cell transplant and and then it was like you know she's still I think to this day is still getting her you know baby shots (laughs) like they they had to do all of the the you know vaccines all over because they completely got depleted from her body I mean it was insane it was insane but I mean those are like legit stem cells I know like Duke is doing stem cells you know you can go in and do the clinical trials for that like these are all very legit oh and this is where I'm gonna get so many people mad (laughs) oh you're gonna piss off everybody I'm gonna piss off everybody guys like these are legit (laughs) programs if you are seeing a fucking chiropractor or a neuropathic (laughs) doctor who is claiming to do stem cells on your child's like, what the fuck are we doing? It's so problematic. Like, it's so problematic. Okay, and here's the thing. Like, I know the doctor in Arizona. Like, I don't know him personally. I know of him. I know of families that go there. They spend all this money. They fundraise. They do these big giant trips. They go down there. They do rounds of stem cells. I'm just going to tell you guys, like, if you have not looked into the way that the medical industry functions in Arizona, highly suggest doing this, okay? It is a wildly unregulated industry, specifically in Arizona. It's actually also like that in Monterey, Mexico, where all these programs like neuroscytonics. It's like yes. the wild west of it's the like wild medical west of medicine. innovation. I'm telling you right now, Google like wild west medicine Arizona and it will come <laughs> up of like the investigations. It's Like it is so unbelievably unregulated you have these people that are going down to Arizona with a chiropractic license I mean I'm pretty sure because like you know Kyle's a dentist I'm pretty sure fucking dentists are doing shit they should not be doing down in Arizona because they can it's just like it's just this wildly unregulated thing and these people are preying on those who are in pain They're claiming that all of these treatments are just going to cure your pain, take your pain away. Do you know how desperate people fucking are when they're in chronic pain? Desperate. You know? And then then they're preying on parents because do you know how desperate we are when we don't want our kids in chronic pain? Yeah. I mean, God, and it's a a cash industry. That's the thing. It's fucking cash. It's like, of course they're going to prey on it. Of course they they don't take insurance. This is why I have like such an issue with this because it's so predatory. It is. It's just so not okay. And you are taking an absurd amount of money out of these parents' pockets that could go towards things that are peer reviewed (laughs) and like have the science and the outcomes behind it. And the thing is that I don't want to fault the parents. That's the thing is I'm not faulting the parents because we're all trying to do what we can for our kids. I don't even think it's necessarily even not faulting parents. I think it's the devil's advocate side of it where it's Mm -hmm. like there's also a medical industry, particularly in the U.S., but obviously we see it outside of the U.S., i.e. Mexico, Panama, all these other places. (laughs) Mexico. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but there there's this this counter argument of well the healthcare industry and the medical industry in the US it is also quasi bullshit right like yeah. you, you're funding the FDA and these people who are also doing it for money in their pocket so mm-hmm. there's this counter argument of naturopathic homeopathic oh 
the FDA won't recognize it. That's because they know it's right and they want us on medication. Because big pharma. But that's almost, that's a valid argument. I wouldn't even say almost. That's a valid argument too, right? So now now you're a parent who's desperate because you want your child to live the least painful, the least uncomfortable life they can with their disability. And you're caught between a rock and a hard place a lot of times because you're, you're like, well, big pharma sucks ass. And (laughs) also also pseudoscience that is charging you an arm and a leg also sucks ass. (laughs) So let's just remember that. Yeah. And this is where I want to get into that too, because the thing is, is that how many times do you fucking hear people be like, well, big pharma is just out for your money. They just want your money. They just make money (laughs) off of cancer treatments. Who the fuck's giving away holistic remedies for free? Like who's doing that? Nobody's doing that. It's the opposite end of the extreme yes it's real there there's like two extremes and at least we have insurance that more or less will hopefully pay for medication like like i'm not paying out of pocket for my kid's seizure medication but if somebody comes up to me and like you know wants me to rub tea tree oil on them i'm probably paying out of pocket for fucking tea tree oil you know like like none of that. and here's here's another layer of this argument is also innovation and advancement in medical technology also you have to have this sort of exploration of new techniques and things as well it's so tricky it really Mm -hmm. is so tricky like let's say let's just say right devil's advocate conversation here because i want to i really want to share both sides let's just say neurocytonics turns around and and actually is working that is a valid treatment maybe it doesn't do what they're saying it does but maybe it does help with brain injuries then wouldn't you love to have been on the the starting side of that to to help push it to help make it something that's viable there's these constant sort of eh, eh, uh. You're like, uh, what side see, do I stand I, on no, here? No, see, here's the thing. Like, I, I'm going to be the guy that says, like, no, I don't want to be on the starting <laughs> end. I want to be on the finishing. Like, I want to be on the end that has, like, the developed science. You know well, what I mean? Well, I, like, agree, I like, agree with <laughs> that. I actually I do, do agree with that. Like, I, I, I don't want to be the one who's trying it out. I don't. Not on my own child, for sure. I think more what I meant is maybe it is something that does work but you wouldn't know unless you tried and so there's so many different yeah arguments to come at this from and then you think about just the medical trial aspect of it Mm. putting our children who we are essentially stripping the autonomy from because we're not asking them to do this right we're choosing as parents to do Mm -hmm. these treatments And we're putting our children through treatments that one could have really damaging effects if you Mm -hmm. don't fully understand what's happening. It could have damaging effects. I mean, simple as this. Botox is is a treatment that is accepted medically and considered relatively safe, but there are huge risks with Botox. And we we go ahead and we give our children Botox injections for spasticity. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing. Like, you also have to sit there and think about what are you doing to your child or potentially doing to your child that is life-threatening and damaging. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for what is the really big question. And that's the thing, too, is that we can do that even for the evidence-based stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, we can do that for medications. We can do that for 
procedures and this and that. Just to give an example, Kyle and I, when Cyrus left the NICU, so, so when Cyrus was in the NICU, um, he started having seizures at hour 20. And so the thing for neonates, you know, not not so much now, but then, I mean, just four and a half short years ago, was phenobarbital. Yep. <laughs> give him phenobarb. Oh just my God. Bolus the hell out of phenobarb. Uh, Alino was like comatose from yeah. the amount of pheno he was on. Yeah. So they ended up actually like almost overdosing. Like they took his phenobarb levels, I think, like the next day because they had to give him multiple boluses. And they were like, whoa, we have Ooh. to like seriously cut back because his phenobarb levels were like almost triple what they should have been yeah that was the the information we were presented with that's what at the time four and a half years ago was evidence-based um that's what they used for neonates you know and and the regret that kyle and i have all the time and we talk about it to this day is that they kept him on fucking phenobarb after he left the nicu they didn't (gasps) change him to anything yeah and i found out that so many people don't do that so many uh, many neonatologists and neurologists don't do that they stop it before they leave nicu and yeah, I was so no. pissed when I found that. Yes. <laughs> and Kyle and I sit there and we think about it all the time and we have so much regret mm-hmm. over the fact that Cyrus was on such a very strong barbiturate yeah. <laughs> for almost the first year of his life. I mean, yep. this is a drug that people abuse because that's yep. the kind of side effect it has. And again, we are just doing what we know with yep. the information that's presented to us, right? What's considered safe in the medical field. So you're like, okay, yeah. well, this is the protocol. This is safe enough for him. And so you're just kind of going with it. And and that's another part of this valid argument is just doing what is evidence-based and in the medical field that can be really tricky and dangerous. So yeah. then when you're exploring things that are outside those boundaries and have no regulation, it's the same thing, guys. Like there, yeah. there's a lot of risk. Yes, there can be benefit, but you really have to sit here and think about what you're doing and, and why you're doing it and what what are your goals for doing it like what's what's the intention here i think it's really important to think too like who's fucking held accountable if something doesn't work out and something 100%. goes wrong i mean that's like come on i can guarantee you, know? you nobody no well and so and so that's the thing if you look into the investigations that happened in arizona with the stem cell stuff every single complaint they don't look into patient complaints because it's no, not regulated no. so they have all of these complaints that get sent in for and you they know, just like, kind of sit there and they just sit there and nobody's held accountable. They can also, if they were held accountable in the state, let's say Arizona, they can just leave and go practice somewhere else because that's how the that's how the United States functions. Is mm-hmm. you can license in another state and mm-hmm. still do what you're doing. Yep, it's crazy. There's a lot of I mean, mostly, I feel like mostly everything in the US is actually not as regulated as people really truly think. But there, there's a lot of shit that's just out there, and it's, it's fucking terrifying. It really is. And you know, I was just thinking, and this is a good segue into kind of the MLM, or not mm. even just MLM, but these people who are all holistic and they love CBD oil. Now, let me tell you something. I actually do love CBD oil, and Lino <laughs> is on CBD oil, and it has been a life changer for Lino. But I also need to tell you that it gives me the most anxiety because CBD oil can permanently damage the liver. 
And when I say permanently damaged, I mean a lot of other things that you ingest, mostly medication, that is metabolized through the liver, and you start to see liver changes, you can stop that, and the liver heals itself and corrects itself. CBD oil actually is known to not have that if you don't Mm. stop it soon enough. So if the damage is too severe because of CBD oil, there's no coming back from it. That Mm. has always and forever terrified the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. But there are people out there on the internet, on social media, and they just, they're like, give him some CBD. He's got seizures. CBD will do the trick. Uh, that is not the fucking case, people. That is not how it works. There are definitely certain types of epilepsy mm-hmm. that can be controlled or at least get very decent control with CBD oil, but that is not every type of epilepsy. And just because if somebody is having seizures, CBD is not going to do the trick. And also every person's different. Yeah. I think about essential oils. <laughs> oh my God. How many messages? Oh, like, have you I tried have essential so oils? I have so much hate. I have so <laughs> much hatred. So much hatred. It is like, People see my Instagram account and they see me and they see Cyrus. Mostly they see Cyrus. And we are a fucking target. <laughs> like we are a target for essential oils people. But but even essential oils, like it, it doesn't work the same for everybody. And now there's all of these things that are coming out that's like, well, <laughs> you know, maybe this isn't so good to be inhaling all of this shit. all the time you know and then but then it's like allergic reactions can happen and things like that and it's like these things aren't you know even for the mlm or the holistic and all that it's not going to be the same for every person it's not it's not and you know like i said i'm not blaming the parents i'm not no they have their kids best interest at heart so i don't blame them I blame the predatory behavior because I'm telling you guys right now, these fucking people are not going after healthy people. No. They're not. And the blanket statements of like, oh, well, this will definitely help. That's not the truth. You know, if you, it's also different. I feel like if you're more transparent and you're more honest about the fact that, yes, every person is different. But if you want to try it, you know, mm-hmm. like, but that's not how they push it. No. They push it that you shouldn't be doing any of this. You should be doing this. Yeah. And this is going to be what's the best for you. And it's this, like, shameful layer of, like, yeah. how dare you have your kid on pharmaceuticals, exactly. right? Where it's like pharmaceuticals literally save my kid's life. And that's so dangerous, too. That's very dangerous. Because trust me when I tell you, I do not want my child on any pharmaceutical. Oh, no, neither do I. Kyle and I were just talking about that. Uh, yes, this is yep. not what I want for him. This nope. is not what I want for our family. Every time I have to increase or decrease, it's hell. My yep. child goes through withdrawals. My child, like, I, I don't want this at all. And I also tried a full-blown pharmaceutical wean, and it was the mm. worst experience of my entire life. Yeah. And I had to accept that as much as I don't want these things for my child, they allow him to live his best life. They allow him to to do what he does every day. I mean, at the end of the day, there's a lot of kids that are on pharmaceuticals that are just happier <laughs> on pharmaceuticals I mean, yeah. like parents don't want to do this i mean even the no. kids on famotidine and i don't want him on famotidine no. yeah. but at the end of the day he is a much 
happier, happier and much more comfortable human yeah. being. Less discomfort, less pain. I mean, yeah. with the epilepsy part, there's also obviously it's just safer. Like it's you're safer. reducing the risk of actual fatality or pseudo. Yeah. I mean, there's elements of the benefits versus the risks. And especially with epilepsy, the benefit is my child's alive. Yeah, and so I think that that's why I get really, really pissed off when, and I, you know, we've all experienced it at some point, I'm sure. I mean, I see moms that literally, like, in their profile say, like, no MLMs, don't come at me, (laughs) because we are targets. And that's why I get so mad. It's because, like, you're not fucking living it. The people who are doing these MLM things, they're most likely not living it. And I'm telling you right now, this is going to make me such a bad person to say this. The people who are quote unquote living it and saying, oh, all of these things cured my kid, doing it holistically, doing MLM, you know, uh, essential oils and this and that. I'd like to see what goes on behind closed doors. Of course. Come on. Listen, I I have a confession. And if you've you've known me long enough and have followed my ridiculous social media journey, I was part of an MLM. Oh, no. (laughs) Don't say it ever again. I actually technically still am. But only only because I actually do use the products for myself. But mm, that being mm-hmm. said, I do love the products I use. Mine was like a skin hair care thing. Yes, I remember. And I do use the products. I'm not going to lie. But I initially started using the products and I love them. I had no interest in actually being a part of like the actual selling phase. I am just not a person that's good at selling. Mm-hmm. So I really should have never even tried it. But I really needed the money. <laughs> So I was like, maybe this is like passive income. Like I could just like promote it online and, you know, make some extra cash on the side. So I tried it. And, you know, some of my uh, mentors were trying to find my target audience. And a lot of the push was like, hey, but what about like your medical moms? They can do this too and make money on the side. And it never sat well with me to do that. I really don't want to throw shade and I don't want to throw out hate, but it is what it is, the statement. There are a lot of parents, particularly women and mothers in the community who have disabled children who do market towards other mothers in the community of disabled children. And I get it. I do get it. A lot of us are stay-at-home moms. Some of us are single moms who Mm -hmm. who just can't leave the house because we have to care for our children, but we need to make income. So I do 100% get it. I I don't want to throw shade on that aspect of it. But it is predatory. Courtney and I talk about this a lot in all of our episodes where there is just not enough funding. There's not enough resources for families like ours. And so this is like, it puts us in a rock and a hard place, right? But I think that if you're going to do it, just be straightforward about it. You know, I I have... Yeah. Okay. So I have two stories. One directly (laughs) involves me. One does not. But my first story was when Cyrus was really little. Uh, He must have been, I think this was like prior to G-Tube and all that. So he must have been like nine months old or so. This was when I was like sharing a lot more about 
you know, what our life looked like. I think mm-hmm. I had a blog going on. Ex-blogger <laughs> Didn't we all here. At some Didn't point? we all at some point have, you know, and I love writing. That's the thing is like I love writing. And so yeah. that was kind of just like an outlet for me. And so I, you know, it's when I like started gaining followers. Not that I really have many followers, but like I started <laughs> gaining followers and like, you know, like people within the community kind of were reaching out and, and this and that. So, you know, great, fine. One mom... <laughs> Let me tell you, there is a special place in hell for people like this. <laughs> One mom reached out to me, right? Super sweet, like super warm, super welcoming. She had an older kid who was disabled. Uh, he's probably like eight or nine, you know, like, oh, I see you, mama. I see what you're going through. And like, you know, I was nine months in. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. And yeah. so I was kind of craving for like, that kind of reassurance from other people. Yeah. And so she was, like I said, like really warm, really welcoming. And then it turned into this whole like, well, I have a Facebook community of other mm-hmm. medical moms. And I think that you would be really great. Like, I think you would be so good to talk about your journey. And I think it would be so therapeutic. And I think you'd be able to help out a lot of other moms that are going through the medical journey. Like, you, your writing is so good. All of this shit, right? And yeah. I was like, this is great. Like, I, I really want to build up that community. I want to have that support. I want to see other yeah. families like ours, right? And so I was, I was, like, really excited. And she's like... Okay, well, it's a private group, so I'm here's the link. Just go request it and this and that. Courtney. Oh, goodness. I went into this group, and I was like, oh, this is great. Like, we can all talk about our, our feelings. It was a fucking MLM group. I shit you not. It was Get like she was fuck a fucking down. coach for some, like, MLM shit. And she was a coach. And, like, this is what she did. And she sold her products through here. And, all, and I was like, this bitch... <laughs> That's the lack of transparency is That's the a lack fucking of transparency. problem, man. But let me tell you what, that moment really fucked me up. It built such a distrust for myself within the community because like I said, again, I was new to all of this. Like, yeah, so know, then you're like, right? who's actually genuine or who's just yeah. BSing me in my fucking comments? Yes. What was so wild is that she just came at me and was so solely focused on the fact that my kid's disabled and the fact that I'm a mom she trying to She knew how to manipulate oh, 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 she had the followers in her Facebook group. Because we're desperate. We're desperate. That, that's the thing. Like, when you're sitting there and really, you know, you talk about it a lot, that validation aspect of when you're just going through it and you feel so alone and you, you just feel so isolated, especially in the early days, right? In mm-hmm. those early years when you're just grasping to find somebody who understands and and can be on the same level as you that's predatory because yeah, she that's predatory she preyed on you and she preyed on that yeah. aspect of you and, and there was and that no like devastating. disclosure right there's no, no disclosure ex- exactly. of being like this is for me to make exactly. my money exactly and she's still doing it that's the thing yeah. she's still doing it I, and you know i don't do that, guys. Just don't <laughs> fucking do that. That messed me up so bad. And I think, I don't know. I don't want to say like I have a huge chip on my shoulder in terms of the parenting community, but I think that that's kind of, that was a turning point for me. And it was yeah. so early on, right? Like it was yeah. so early on. That was a defining moment for you. It and was. rightfully, rightfully so. Because, yeah. you know, 
especially we also another thing we talk about is the the mental health aspect of all of this and we're so fragile many of us i can't say all of us but most and many of us are so fragile from that perspective that to use that as your tactic to get in <sighs> or to like hook us is really fucked. It's really, especially new moms. Especially yeah. new moms. Do you know yeah. how terrified we are? Fucking <laughs> like, terrified and terrified. desperate. Terrified and desperate. Like I said, like Cyrus must have been six, nine months old. I don't even know that you and I were like really talking. It's interesting that you even just mentioned that because even then, even the beginning of just communicating with like, hey, like you, like another, another mm-hmm. mom who's going through it, there was still this kind of hesitancy of like, who do you trust? who's real like who's you know and then to have it completely shattered like that is is really fucking scary I'm not gonna lie because you're there trying to find a community yeah (laughs) and then it was like just kidding I was using you because I'm hoping you'll buy my products it's so isolating when you're that early on right because you have the people that you know that have been in your life, unless they're experiencing it, they're not going to get it. No, yeah. You start drifting away from the you people that are in your away. family and you're looking for new community, essentially. I mean, that's it. You want to talk to somebody who's experiencing yeah. it and isn't going to give you that toxic positive. So like you're trying to find this and when you're early on and then you're like terrified of what the future might hold, you're terrified of diagnosis and, and, and this and that, like what, I mean... Ah, it was awful. It was disgusting. That is awful. That's, I have to say, like, it's disgusting. Just don't do that, right? So that's, that's my, like, personal experience with it. And I, I'm pretty sure I went on a whole tangent after that of, like, how shitty MLMs are and, like, how predatory people are to kids with disabilities. Because it's true. Like, even within our own community, it's true. It's so predatory. And so, like, my other story I have is, We were at therapy one day and his therapist was telling me the story. She was working with a kid and during their session, the mom was on speakerphone with a quote unquote healer. (laughs) And as the kid's doing this session, this healer is like, I've cast out an alien from your body and I've cast out another alien. (laughs) What? Therapist was like, this was the most wild thing I've ever experienced in my what entire life. What the holy fuck was that? And though? so I know, and like this guy on the other end of the phone was like, I've cast out 13 aliens from your body. It was wild. And I guess like the mom hung up and was like telling Cyrus's therapist how unbelievable this guy is and this healer and how he's the reason that her kid is doing so much meanwhile it costs like 200 dollars per fucking phone call for this guy to just sit on the other end probably watching tv casting out i was just gonna say yeah i I doubt he's even actually as holistic as he actually (laughs) says he's probably he's probably on the other end eating dominoes watching fucking vanderpump rules like for like a 15 minute phone call if that and I was like it cost that much like what the fuck am I doing with my life like if it cost him that much money and we were talking about it and she was like the worst part is that there was no 
acknowledging what her son's doing. There's no acknowledging the hard work that he's putting in and I'm putting in with him. And like the fact that he's going through hell having to do all of this all of the time. There's no acknowledging that. It's some guy at the other end of a phone that you're paying a hundred and something dollars to to cast out aliens. And parents are doing all of this pseudoscience and they're doing all of these things for their kids. And instead of really, really acknowledging the hard work that your kid's putting in, it's the other factors. Yeah. Which, honestly, I think I think a lot of us need therapy more than we need pseudoscience. <laughs> I agree. And, you know, and I think that it goes back to the, like, we are not immune to being ableist as parents. And, I mean, it's no, even... No, yeah. I mean, it's ingrained in all of us because it it's is. ingrained in society. And we're now a generation that's working to break it down, acknowledge it, and tear it down, essentially. Yeah. Anybody who will sit there and say that, oh, no, I am definitely not ableist i'm sorry but no we all are i am we all are are. i am we all are we're all all ableist at some point we yes exactly and we're all ableist in certain situations and with certain um factors like we it's just it's just fucking society this ableist and and yeah you you can't change that you could just fight it and and try to change the future of it you Mm -hmm. know because it's just there so let's not pretend it's not no, I mean, even still with me, there are there are moments where I'll catch thoughts within my head and I'm like, Ugh. you know, like, oh, we're, we're God, not, you yeah. know, I have so many cringed thoughts and I'm like, yeah. why? Why did I just think that? That's so bad. That's so bad. <laughs> and like, at least we're catching ourselves doing it. But that's the thing is like, you and I are, are and there are a lot of parents like us are putting in the work. Yeah, to be better. Yeah. I don't know that that's ever going to necessarily go away to, to even a, a minute extent because yeah. it's just what we grew up with. It's all we knew. I never really knew disability before Cyrus or, or yeah. had experience with it. You know, we were still raised in, during a time when, like, there was a special ed class and then there was everyone yeah. else. And so you weren't, you know, exposed to it. So I don't think that we're ever going to go away from that. I think that you just have to keep it in check, you know? And I yeah. think that that's one reason why we're we're discussing that i think parents especially have to be aware of how unbelievably vulnerable they are to these predatory factors if you're spending all of this money if you're investing all of this time the outcomes that you're seeing are they legitimate outcomes or are they what you want to see because you are making all of these big decisions for your kids you know sit back and, and think about that and like just don't be preyed upon and don't prey upon others. I think we can even kind of end the discussion on a very, a very common topic uh, for us is separating your trauma from your child's trauma yeah. too, right? Because yeah. there is an element of how much of what we do when we pursue these holistic pseudoscience uh, treatments and avenues, how much of that is really more for us. Mm. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of thought about that. And and again, I want to highlight and I hope people really genuinely listen to what we said throughout this episode is that we get that there's different angles of looking at a situation and there's different arguments for these situations. And I get it, <laughs> but there also needs to be a moment of reflection about the bigger picture. And about what is more internalized and more of a 
personal aspect versus like actually what it benefits your child and what it does for your child. And gosh, man, it, it's it's tough to navigate this because all we want is the best for our kids. Yeah, it's tough and it's messy. It is yeah. so messy. It's, it's so, so messy. messy. Like, dude, I would pay $50,000 a day if it meant that my child didn't have to be in pain or suffer. I think that's it too, right? Like, I think that it if you're doing it to take away, like, the pain and the suffering and the things that do reduce quality of life, right? Because nobody wants chronic pain. Nobody wants to be vomiting. Nobody wants any of that, right? I think if you're doing it for that reason, like... That's good. Like, okay, yeah, nobody wants their kid to suffer. End of the day. I think if you're doing it because you don't want your kid in a wheelchair or to use mobility aids or you want your kid to eat by mouth because that, like, that's not. That shouldn't be the goal. No. And your child's disability is not something that needs to be fixed. It's not something that needs to be cured. If there is an aspect of that disability that's causing pain and suffering, and yes, I understand that, but the disability where your kid needs a mobility aid, like, you don't have to fix that. Like, mobility aids make people's lives better. And if you're spending $50,000 for your kid to not use a wheelchair, that's ableist. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. No. You know? uh, One thousand percent and this even goes as simple as doing things like even intensives like if your goal Mm. with an intensive is like well I want my child to walk but realistically your child's disability the likelihood of your child walking is very slim you're doing the intensive for the wrong reason yeah yeah because intensives you should have a target goal but the target goal should be to improve the life of your child yes feeding therapy that's another thing Mm -hmm. right we do feeding therapy not because I am like well Lino's gonna eat by mouth one day and that's it we can get rid of the g-tube that's not it at all honestly the for me it's one he enjoys eating meaning he enjoys flavors he enjoys tasting things like the kid loves ice cream the kid loves puttanesca sauce I mean like we're talking you know like I want him to Mm -hmm. enjoy that but I also want him to learn how to safely swallow yeah, and manage Right, because safely, yes. So, yeah. see, like, my target goal is to prevent him from pneumonia, aspiration, yep. choking, dying, mm-hmm. simply on his own saliva. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sitting here doing feeding therapy because I'm like, yes, our target goal is to, like, never have him eat by tube again. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know how I, I don't, you know, I, I have big feelings towards goals and therapy, so you yeah. know how I feel about that, but... All of Cyrus's therapists are very aware of the fact that I hate goals. I hate goals. Yeah. I do not do not put goals on my kid. But the goal only goals that I find acceptable for Cyrus is confidence, comfort, and independence. Whatever yes. that looks like. That's it. Whatever exactly. it looks like. Exactly. And that's that's what everybody should be going into, yeah. especially therapy for. And I know this is slightly off topic, but it, it's going off the base, the idea of like, what are we doing this for? Who are we and doing who? it for? Because yeah. Exactly. Because it's not about 
it's not about you as a parent. I'm sorry, but it's really mm-hmm. not about you as a parent. And you really need to think about the autonomy of your child and and what makes your child's life better. And this goes with pseudoscience. This goes with intensive. This goes with the whole thing, right? And the, the this whole is the kit core, and the core, Yes, this is the <laughs> core of this conversation. Because I, I remember even when we first went to Napa for the first time and they asked my goals and I set no specific goals. Meaning I wasn't like, I want him to roll. Like, yeah. no. When they asked me what my goals were for Lino, I said independence, mm-hmm. confidence, strength, and endurance. Because yep. all of those things are going to help him overall in his everyday life. Mm-hmm. And that's really all it is. I want that's him to understand he can move in whichever fashion he can and whichever fashion he wants to. And I want mm-hmm. to give him the opportunity to do it how he wants and if he wants. What works best for him, you know? Exactly. I, I, I don't need him to roll. I don't no. need him to walk. I don't no. need him to do any of these things. And if he's happy things. not doing that, then let the kid not do so it. So be like, it. <laughs> exactly. I'll never forget we were we uh we were in an intensive. I think it might have even been Cyrus's last intensive. And some mom, I was talking to some mom asking her questions because her son had a, the same diagnosis that my friend's baby had just been diagnosed with. They were still in the NICU. So I was just talking to her about it. And I'll never forget this mom. Now, this kid was younger than Cyrus, and she looked at me, and she was like, oh, this is, like, his 10th intensive or something like that. Like, we travel around, and this is all we do. Mm-hmm. And I had Cyrus right next to me, and Cyrus was in his wheelchair. And I'll never forget, she looked at me dead in the eye, and she was like, this is the reason my kid isn't wheelchair-bound. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, have a nice day. And I looked at Cyrus, and I was like, let's roll on out of here, Cy Guy. And because like, I was like, I'm, I'm done with this conversation now. Like, what? Uh, it was, I know, I know, like, right. And, like, Cyrus kind of shot me a look like, the fuck did this bitch just say? <laughs> like, you know, like, he looked at me, and he was like, what? What? And I was like, let's roll on out of here. Like, let's oh, go. Like, but see, that's so fucking problematic on so many levels. <laughs> to each their fucking own, but I think you have to understand as a parent the things that you do with your child directly affects your child. It's like Courtney said, it's not about you as a parent. It directly, it's not about your life looking a certain way because your kid's not using mobility aids. And it's not about the idea that you had for your child to not use mobility aids and things like that. It directly affects your kid. And if you feel better putting your kids through back to back to back to back to back (laughs) intensives because you don't want your kid in a wheelchair, but your kid is not really having the best quality of life. I mean, these kids are kids. Let them have fucking childhood, right? And and you got to think about the physical effects and the mental effects of it. Yeah. It's, and listen, it's tough. I know it's tough. I know it's so tough to like, to take a step back and and accept everything, you know, and kind of let life play out your trauma versus their trauma right yeah your Your trauma trauma versus versus their trauma trauma. yeah like we get it and we're throwing a lot of shade and hate and we're not meaning to (laughs) no because that the thing is is corny and i have all been there yes yes i have been there and i have been been there there. and i don't want to push people away and I've said this before, that if I do push you away, my hope is that we pull you back after you think about it, because 
these are difficult topics to talk about, guys. It's, yeah. It's and like not I, and easy. And like I said, Courtney and I, we are not immune to any of it. You know, I, yeah. I will be the first person to say that, like, I remember when Cyrus was really little and he was doing a ton of outpatient therapy. And I remember yeah. seeing a kid there and a kid was using crutches. And I specifically remember to this day turning to his therapist and saying, Maybe Cyrus will use crutches. That's like our best worst case scenario. Yeah. And I think about and I'm like, <laughs> I totally thought the same thing. I'm like, oh no, he'll walk one day, but like what a gate trainer, it'll be fine. Or maybe yeah. like the sticks or, you know, like. Right? Like that's our best worst case scenario. And I was like, and I think about that now and I'm like, oh, fuck me. But we've all been there and it's taken growth. It's taken reflection. It's taken a hell of a lot of therapy for me, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, but it's true. And we're all, we're all guilty about it to some extent, but I think, you know, when you take a step back, you separate your trauma, you're then able to give your kid the absolute best quality of life and you are able to be such an ally yeah for the disabled community yep and that's the whole end goal of this podcast that is it that is it you know we we understand that during every episode we're probably going to piss some people off you know (laughs) and and that's not we don't want to but you know we i think maybe we do a little bit (laughs) only maybe only for the simple fact it's not to piss or piss you off or offend you because i get pleasure out of it I no. think, though, it is partly our goal because it'll get you thinking. Yeah, listen, I have changed some minds by very much so pissing some people off. Yeah. I, and sometimes that's what it takes, Yeah, you know? I hope you guys really honestly engage in discussion when we start posting, like, clips about this or even on our website because this is, mm-hmm. this is a topic that I really I want us to hash out. I really do because I think it's really important to – to understand what we choose to treat our children with and for and who is it actually for? Is it us or is it them? So I really hope you guys will send us some comments and talk about this in the comment section because I kind of want it to get a little messy. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, a little bit. And and listen, I think that we touched on a lot of things that a lot of parents are doing. Like we, Courtney and I, you both know people personally that do the stem cells in Arizona yeah. all of this you know yeah. and and I mean I'm still pursuing and researching neurocytonics so <laughs> and listen I'm still Kyle and I were literally just talking about like looking more into the Duke University yeah you know, that's the, oh trials yeah because yeah. we have we have the 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 cord blood oh I have it too for Luca so, yep yeah so we were like, we're going to do that. So um, we're not negating all of that, but yeah. we're just saying like it's tread lightly on, on both ends. You yeah. know, don't be preyed upon. Don't prey upon others. You know, realize that you're not just you, but your kid yeah. is a target, a yeah. massive target for these people. Absolutely. You know, they're not coming after people that are healthy. Nope. I have anxiety. Listen, I've been so open about my mental health issues in the past, even before Cyrus was born. I never once had somebody come up to me as open as I am about my mental health issues and say, I have an essential oil that can treat that. It was only once I had Cyrus and like he had very visible disabilities that we're now targets. So, you know, be careful. Anyways, we hope that we didn't (laughs) piss too many people off. We're hoping that, you know, we open up 
the discussion because we love having the discussion. Yes. And if you're still here, we really appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) We really appreciate you made it through this episode. And and we love you for it. So thank you. (laughs) Anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bitching and Bolusing podcast. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Bitching and Bolusing podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe for future episodes. Previous episodes can be heard on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. If you like what we said, please be sure to give us a share. You can follow us on Instagram at Bitching and Bolusing. And you can visit us at www.bitchingandbolusing.com.